Hello, everybody. Hello, saints, sinners, everyone. Hello, I missed you guys. So, I've been gone for a couple of few days, but, oh, guys, it's been busy. It's been very busy. It's my daughter's birthday and uh, Mother's Day on the same day, so it was just a very busy time for me, but I'm back now. And, uh, yeah, so, guys, I wanted to come back and touch bases with you guys. I'm going to label this one 911 because to me that's what it is it's 911 i want you all to know that the prophecy is being fulfilled um i think and i believe and many others believe with me that at any time now the antichrist will rise and the world is getting prepared for the new world order now in saying all of that, I want you guys to bear with me. Because I know it's very easy for a lot of people to say, Oh, ha, 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 that's a conspiracy theorist. But what I want you guys to do is start realizing that it's very real. Okay? It's very real. I want you guys to start realizing that. So... I've taken the time out to do some study and to do some research um, and to share with you guys. Because I want you to understand, everything is not a conspiracy theory. Actually, I think that that term was made to detour people away from facts and truth and to keep deceiving you and keeping you in the blind. I want you guys to know something. The enemy has one agenda, and that is to take you all to hell with him. To take everybody to hell with him that, that can go. To destroy you. Okay? Um, all this trickery and deceit and all of it, that's what it's for. So, I really want people to open their mind, open their hearts, open their eyes, and most of all, most of all, open your Bible. It's all there. Open your Bible. Study, pray, fast. God will lead you. He will give you the right answers. He will lead you to the right answers. Okay? Don't believe everything you you get off the TV screen. Listen, prophecy is being fulfilled. So many things in the Bible has already came to pass and is still coming to pass. So those those of you that that um, say, "Hey, that Bible isn't real. That's that's not God's word. They changed. It is God's word. It's prophecy, and it's prophecy being fulfilled." Right before your eyes. It's being fulfilled. And if, if many people read it, they would know. They would know. They would know. So, let's pray, guys. I want to do some prayer. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that all my listeners today listen with an open heart and open mind. 
Lord, and I just pray that you give me the right message to give to people. I pray that you lead me to the right scriptures, to to the right research, to to the right everything that I need to deliver the right message to people. Okay, and Father, I pray that you'll be merciful unto us. Father, I pray that you forgive us for our sins. I pray that you please forgive us for all of our sins. Those sins that are known, unknown, and those sins of our heart. Heavenly Father, we repent. We give them to you. Please forgive us for them. Father, lead us and lead our children in the right path, in the right way. The narrow road is the road to take, yet many choose to take the wide. And Father, I pray, I pray that your messengers across the world can deliver the right messages to your people that we may lead them to the narrow road. The narrow road is the right road. And some find it hard, Father. And I ask, Father, that you just guide us. Shine your light on it. Shine truth. Lead us to truth. Let us give the truth and the messages. The true doctrine of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for everything we have. We thank you for it. For the food we eat, the cars we drive, the the homes we live in, the jobs we have. Father, we thank you for everything. We thank you for everything from little to big. We thank you. We love you. And Father, guide us and lead us and protect us. Protect our children, our friends, and our enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, guys. Wow. So, guys, I want to talk about, you know, um, what's happening in the world around us. There's a lot of chaos. You know, it started, it didn't start with the virus, but... Of course, you know, chaos has been going on in the world for quite some time, whether people want to want to realize it or not. I mean, we've already been through how many uh, world wars already. We've already been through civil wars. We've already been through protests. We've already been through so much. So there's already been chaos. But to this extent, it's a bit different for us. This virus... First and foremost, it took everybody for a look. I mean, you know, it took it, it. It caught us all off guard. Is the right words I'm looking for? It caught everyone off guard. Nobody was ready for a virus to this magnitude. Okay, um, but God's people knew where to run, and that was straight to Him. And for those of you who didn't know. You know next time, because there will be another calamity. There probably will be another, a more deadlier virus. I believe in my heart, and and along with many other um, people of God, prophets and apostles, that that virus was just a teaser. It It was just something to prepare you for what's to come. Because chaos is coming. Yeah, remember... In order for the Antichrist to rise, the world has to be in chaos. People are going to be looking for peace. 
And that is when he'll rise and, and offer the new world order and deceive many to take the mark of the beast. So I want you people to, to see the signs because the signs are written in the word. You know, um, I'm going to really start to, to read out of Revelation with you all because we're in Revelation. Oh, yeah, we are. So, I, I want you guys to take notice to what's happening around you. I want you to prepare. You guys, you're going to need to learn to garden. Garden, get a safe haven. If, if you live somewhere rural or in the country or in the mountains or however, you know, protect your property and your loved ones and your friends and neighbors around you. Because everybody's going to need one another and each other. Yeah, it's going to get bad. It's already there. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Land is getting attacked. If you guys knew that. But the Holy, the Holy Land is getting attacked. Jerusalem is getting attacked. There's been attacks over in Israel. I'm going to play some news clips for that for you guys. Okay, this is biblical. This is biblical, my people. This is the prophecy being fulfilled. Okay? And if we go into another World War Three, another World War, which will be World War Three, what do you think? How do you think they're going to attack us now? Times have changed so much. So uh, one of the first things they're going to want to attack is our infrastructure. Right? Our infrastructure our bridges, our everything that we need to to communicate, commute, communicate, to travel. They're gonna attack our infrastructure. Yes, and, and a lot of our in infrastructure is old, uh, and so I mean, it, it it may be an easy attack on some of that infrastructure, you know. Because they've been just putting, you know, um, temporary fixes on the, a lot of our infrastructure. So, yeah, and then, you know, technology runs everything. Okay, the Colonial Pipeline has been hacked. And they're just finding out it's by some Russian hackers called the Dark Side. Well... Everyone knows that it's a ransomware is what they call it. So they've attacked Colonial Pipelines, which supplies over 45% of our gas to America's East Coast. That's a hard hit. They're holding it ransom saying, hey, then you need to pay us this to get it back. Well, these people are, are, are is a Russian hacking group. And usually Russian hackers work with Russian governments. Though Russian government is claiming they have no parts in it, okay, but <laughs> we know they do. They they control everything over there. It's, it's, it's far not like here, you know, but they control everything over there. We know who a lot of our enemies are, and Russia is just one of them. China is another one of them. So... Keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the Lord no matter what, my people. He's the only one who can see us through. 
He's the only one who can see us through. Keep your eyes open. The economy. There's going to be a shortage on gas. And this doesn't mean, hey, get out here and go hoard gas. That's going to make our situation worse. The gas prices are going to go sky high. Okay, in California, the water was affected. Therefore, the crops are being affected for the farmers there because they can't use that water for the crops. So what is that doing? Do you see a food shortage? You guys need to, to look at this. Look at this. We see a gas shortage coming. We see a, a food shortage coming. They're urging President Biden to get involved in the Israeli attacks. Mm-hmm. Everything's going crazy out there. But the prophecy's being fulfilled. What do we do as God's people? Keep our eyes on the Lord. Keep your head in the scripture. Read and pray. Keep your eyes on the Lord no matter what's going on around us. Christian people, followers of Jesus Christ, we, my brothers and sisters of Christ, we're going to have to come together. Oh, yeah. We are. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to come together. United we stand in Christ. United we stand in Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach. Yes. Yahuwah. Oh, Lord, thank you. That's the Holy Spirit coming over me. My people, my people, my people. Keep your eyes open. Do not be deceived by the world. You know, listen, during the election, because I don't vote. Yes, I said that. I don't vote. I believe and I trust in Jesus Christ for everything. I know my God. I know my Lord. I know my Savior is at work. Whoever is in that White House is because he allowed them to be. And there was a reason for them to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that election divide many people. I've seen people running, wanting civil war. Running war over an election. I've seen people on TV saying, I never thought I'd live in a, a country that was under dictatorship, but if I wanted somebody to dictate it, it would be Donald Trump. Well, by God, who would want to be dictated? It's Adolf Hitler. It was giving me Adolf Hitler vibes. So let me tell you that God loves everyone. Remember, Jesus said from nation to nation, God loves everyone. He doesn't care about your color. He doesn't care about your color. 
He doesn't care about your nationality. He doesn't care about any of that. Remember, he made us all. He didn't make one greater than the other. But if that was going to be anyone, if, if, if it was going to be anyone, wouldn't it be the Israelites? Hmm? Remember, he, he, he had a, a covenant with Abraham. Yeah. But from nation to nation, Jews and Gentiles, God loves us all. He does. He loves us all. So, I want everyone to um, take a minute and just focus. Okay? I want you to close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. And I want you to think. Think about the world all around you being in chaos. People running everywhere. There's a virus out there. There's zombies running around. Yeah, I hope your eyes are closed because I want you to imagine it with me. There's planes dropping bombs. Christians, the followers of Christ, we, they went underground. Many people who moved out rurally are living out amongst themselves. With big tall fences up to barricade those out that shouldn't be in. People are running and screaming. The bridges and overpasses are backed up from people trying to run somewhere safe, anywhere. And then this, this, this entity rises and comes off as a man. A man who is going to come and save everything and put everything in order. But you must do this and you must do that. You must take this mark. You must take this in order to, to enjoy peace. Just to have some peace again. Just to not have to starve and be hungry and thirsty. And run and fight zombies and, and, and dodge rockets and bullets and everything else. Just chaos everywhere. And here comes this man with peace. But you gotta take this mark for it. Yeah. Take the mark and live in peace again. How many of you will do it? What would you do? Will you take that mark so you can eat, so you can drink, so you can have peace again? Even though it's all deceit, it's all a deceitful lie, peace will not reign 
only for a short time, long enough to deceive many of you. Because shortly after that, man comes and looks like he's your savior. And he's going to bring peace back to you if you take this mark. It's only for a short period that he'll be here. Mm -hmm. Because soon after that, Christ comes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christ comes. Yes. And those of you who have taken that mark, well, you won't go where Christ is. And you all know that. If you know nothing about the Bible, you know if you take the mark of the beast, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. So my people, plan and prepare. God always gives a warning. Learn to garden. Start stacking up water, even when people are, are not even thinking about it. Get in a safe place. If you can move in a rural area or in the mountains, do it. It'll be safer than the city. Plan and prepare. You know, like the ten virgins? The virgins went and bought oil because they prepared to run out of oil in their lamps. And those virgins that didn't, they tried to borrow some, and they couldn't. And the virgins came to get them. They got left because they didn't have oil in their lamps. Listen, be prepared. Be prepared like God sent message for Noah's Ark. Nobody would listen to Noah. Be prepared, people. Preparation. God sends you warnings to prepare you so that you may prepare. Okay, so guys, um, I want to play this clip. I want to play this clip for you guys. And um, I actually want to play a few. Um, first, the first one is... The first one I want to play for you guys is the one in Jerusalem, okay? Um, the worst violence in years in Jerusalem, the Holy Land. This is what's happening right now. They're getting bombed, okay? So, they're fighting over there. So, you guys listen. Yes. Outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque or Temple... Jerusalem's unhappy heart, an area holy to Jews and Muslims alike, some of the worst violence in years. Outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque, or Temple Mount to the Jews, Palestinians threw rocks at Israeli police, who fired tear gas, stun grenades, and rubber bullets. This the anniversary of Israel's capture of East Jerusalem 54 years ago. More than 300 Palestinians were injured, along with 21 Israeli police. The latest flashpoint in one of the world's most intractable disputes. Videos posted on social media showed chaos inside the mosque early this morning, where many Palestinians had stayed all night. 
They threw stones or fireworks at Israeli police, who fired stun grenades from outside. This, the Islamic world's third most holy site, near the end of the holy month of Ramadan. There are many, dozens of injured, dozens of uh, people who were injured from the bomb here and the bullets. It's, it's amazing. Uh, this is a praying place, not for a uh, fight. Just outside the old city, a dispute with an Israeli driver ended with him knocking a man down with his car after apparently losing control. He was set upon by Palestinians until an Israeli policeman intervened by firing into the air. Israeli police were also filmed repeatedly kicking a Palestinian they had captured as he lay on the ground. This explosion of anger is not just about the anniversary of occupation. Elections to a Palestinian parliament were last held 15 years ago, while Israel's Supreme Court is about to rule on the eviction of six Palestinian families from Jerusalem's Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood. Israel has occupied East Jerusalem since the 1967 Arab-Israeli War. The main flashpoints right now are the Al-Aqsa Mosque near the Dome of the Rock inside the old city, and the Damascus Gate in the old city walls, where Israeli security barriers prevented Palestinians from gathering during Ramadan. And there's the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood, which has a mixed and contested Jewish and Arab history. Despite the violence, Jews continued praying along the so-called Wailing Wall after Israeli police banned those planning to enter the Al-Aqsa compound beyond. And this moment is bittersweet. On the one hand, we celebrate Jerusalem Day. On the other hand, we realize that Jerusalem is not fully reunited and we are denied rights. This afternoon, police rerouted thousands of far-right Israelis from marching through the old city's Muslim quarter. It was a bid to avoid the trouble escalating in territory claimed by two peoples as the site of their capital. But that wasn't enough for Hamas in the Gaza Strip, from where militants fired at least seven rockets towards Jerusalem. There were no casualties, though nine Palestinians were then reported killed by Israeli airstrikes in response. The Israelis say their military action could last several days, and both sides are bracing for more violence. Okay, you hear that? It's, it's, it's um, escalating. It's getting worse. Um, I see now where uh, Congress has, uh, the Democrats in Congress is pushing for Biden to get involved, President Biden to get involved. Um, but, you know, guys, again, I'm going to say it again. This is biblical. This is biblical, um, you know. So it, it, the prophecy is being fulfilled. I'm going to start um, reading within Revelation with you guys. Um, and I, I have so much that I want to share with you guys um, because I, I do research. And there is a couple of channels that I watch on YouTube that um, the guys are amazing. One of them is Truth United. Uh, and I'm sorry, Truth Unedited. And the guy that runs that channel, his name is Ron, and he really goes into depth um, about the Bible and, and the scriptures and how to break it down and read it. And um, 
He's just really amazing in that, and I believe God has led me to him. He's helped me understand a lot, and, you know, um, I'm sure he'll help others. So, And the other one is Ambassadors of Christ. Um, they are very good, too. So, um, you know, you guys might want to check them out sometime, but I will um, feature some of their um audio on my podcast here so you guys can know um what i mean you know and then if you like it you can go and and you can watch it but yeah so it's going down in the holy land jerusalem israel it's going down over there they're bombing it's just you know america's calling for peace on both sides but they're going at it over there, and it's only escalating. So, meanwhile, here in America, this is what's happening. Hold on. That it has never before taken the entire pipeline down. Thus far, Colonial has told us that it has not suffered damage and can be brought back online relatively quickly, but that safety is a priority, given that it has never before taken the entire pipeline down. No exact timeline just yet, but Colonial Pipeline saying in an update Monday, it's hoping to get back up and running by the end of the week. On Friday, a major cyber attack led to the shutdown of the company's critical fuel network that provides nearly half of all fuel for the U.S. East Coast, including gasoline, jet fuel, and heating oil. The FBI confirms that the dark side ransomware is responsible for the compromise. The FBI identified the ransomware as the dark side variant, which they've been investigating since October of last year. It's a ransomware as a service variant where criminal affiliates conduct attacks and then share the proceeds with the ransomware developers. In a message shared by Reuters, DarkSide posting on its website, our goal is to make money and not creating problems for society. The statement did not say how much money the hackers are asking for. Would the administration offer any advice on whether or not to pay a ransom? So typically that is a private sector decision, and the administration has not offered further advice at this time. Given the rise in ransomware, that is one area we're definitely looking at now to say what should be the government's approach to ransomware actors and to ransoms overall. The attack is one of the most disruptive digital ransom operations known publicly. U.S. President Joe Biden says government officials are working with Colonial to restore service while also looking to the greater global threat from cyber attacks. So far, there is no evidence based on from our intelligence people that Russia is involved, although there is evidence that the actors ransomware is in Russia. They have some responsibility to deal with this. Amid concerns the attack could affect supply and prices at the pumps, the U.S. government issued emergency legislation on Sunday, easing rules surrounding the transport of fuel on the road. How could the disruption affect prices here in Canada? If this goes on till Wednesday or Thursday, then I would expect a, you know, a, a price increase in the order of 3 to $0.04 cents a litre alone. While Canada doesn't import fuel from the affected pipeline... No, we don't get a drop from it. The president of Canadians for Affordable Energy pointing to a combination of reduced supply south of our border and an increase in demand in the U.S. as COVID restrictions ease 
both as market factors that could result in a price hike here at home. Melissa Duggan, City News. Okay. So that's what I was talking about earlier, guys, the pipeline. That, that's that's a hard hit, guys, and you might look at some gas increases or, you know, um, where you are. So, that doesn't mean go hoard it. That's going to make the situation worse. I mean, I would say fill your tank and, uh, you know, don't, you know, I know people have to commute to work and so on and so forth, but, you know, you guys just try to do prepare as best as you can like me uh, today i'm gonna go fill my tank and i'm just not driving anywhere unless i absolutely have to you know i'm just gonna try to preserve what i have and i'm just gonna have to go in deeper in prayer and communion remember guys go get you some manna bread or some crackers, some Welch's sparkling grape juice in the bottle that looks like a champagne bottle, and do your communion. Do your communion with the Lord. Communion helps. It protects us. It it, it, it guides us. It leads us. It All that. So do your communion, my friends. Do it. Do it. It's very important that you do. Okay, this podcast today is a little bit longer because I called it 911 for a reason. So you guys know that what's happening around you, you need to prepare. Go get your your garden seeds, you know. Um, Practice, you know, vegetarian for a while. See how it works for you because we may eat nothing but... The fish we may be able to get out of lakes if if the lakes are not contaminated and and the the vegetables that we grow. But we just have to be prepared. We have to be. We have to be prepared. We have to get prepared um, for things. So, um, So I told you guys about Ron's channel, The Truth Unedited. He has... Um, he has a video on here called Understanding End Times Bible Prophecy. I want you guys to listen to it. Please, it's important that you listen to it. I'm listening with you. Let's listen. This is important. Okay? Just a moment. I'm with a month. It's a glam bag plus. So excited to see what's inside of here. So, first up, we... As I look back into the early days when I woke up out of my slumber, I remember making the connection that confirmed the truth of the Bible to me. I was just being made aware on how evil the world really was and is. I was seeing that there really were people in high places that were controlling the agendas of this world. But when I found out that they believed in and worshipped Satan, dots really started connecting for me. When I realized that their whole goal of bringing the world under a world government, at that time, clarity started forming for me. Because I realized that this just wasn't about them gaining more power. They already had massive power. This was actually about them working on the other side of Bible prophecy. If you understand Bible prophecy, you know there are prophetic events that will happen before Yeshua comes and establishes his kingdom on earth. I've always known bits and pieces of these prophecies, 
but did not take them as real until I realized that other people were actually working to fulfill these prophecies, but they were not on my side, but on the devil's side. And so I realized there was a lot more about the world that I needed to understand about the other side that the pastors and churches were so quiet about. And that was a huge part of the beginning of my testimony. So with that understanding, there was a lot of growth that happened, but I would not have been successful in this without knowing a little bit about Bible prophecy. There is a difference that you have when you understand this topic. There is a confidence that you can hold on to, knowing that the way that you are viewing events in this world are not just some unfounded conspiracy theory, but an agenda of those who walk in darkness serving Satan that will fulfill Bible prophecy, whether they want to recognize it or not. So as we go through these times, I would like to teach on some Bible prophecy so that those waking up have a good foundation of where we are going and why. I want to show you where you can find these things in the Bible. Let's begin. The main conflict. Okay, so let's go over the number one part of Bible prophecy, which is the conflict. The answer to this answers, why is this all happening in the world? Why is there so much evil? What is the end game to all this? The answer to this goes back to understanding our enemy. In order to fight a good fight, you must first know your enemy and what he wants. The enemy of our Elohim, Yahuwah, the Most High, is Lucifer. That's the enemy. He is the main part of his Bible prophecy, so we must start here in order to understand all else. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 12, it tells us, and war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his Messiah have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our Elohim day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. So, the devil started a rebellion in heaven, and war broke out, and the devil was cast out of heaven, and with a third of the angels, according to verse 4 of the same chapter. And he came down to deceive the whole world, like verse 9 tells us. If we go back to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, it gives us more info on the problem. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of Elohim. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. You see, this is all about pride. Lucifer was an angel that basically started to feel himself. He decided his goal would be that he would ascend into heaven and exalt himself above the Most High. 
that he would ascend to his heights, that he would be like the most high. And that is his goal. He wants to place himself in priority over our father in heaven. He wants to be who we refer to as the most high. And though he knows he will not win, he is working in men through deception to achieve this goal. This is the main point of this conflict. The world is basically a playground for Satan to move the hearts of men away from the most high and prove that the world likes his way more. And there is a complete agenda that Satan is walking us through in order to achieve this goal. He doesn't have the same power that Yahuwah, our creator, has. He's not omniscient, which is having complete or unlimited knowledge, awareness, or understanding, perceiving all things. He's not omnipotent, which is having unlimited power, being able to do anything. And he's not omnipresent, being present at all places at all times. Those are all qualities of our Father in Heaven, Yahuwah. So what Satan is doing is he is creating a world that he can imitate those qualities in his own false way. And understanding that will allow you to understand much of the structures you see being built in the world, why they are trying to track and monitor us all, to know what we are even thinking, and to be able to see everything happening everywhere, holding all of the power to how the world works. It's very deep. But the main conflict is that Lucifer wants to be like the Most High, and we are in the middle of this conflict. Our Father has not forced us to comply to Him, and has given us the power of choice. So, in the end, we must choose whose side we are on. Let's continue. One World Government Now, I did a complete video on this topic, so to understand this subject in depth, you should watch that video. But in understanding Bible prophecy, this is definitely a topic you need to gain some understanding in. So let's discuss it, because many people probably have heard of this and think it's a conspiracy theory in the New World Order. And let's be clear, it is. When I understood this, this is what brought me so much clarity in understanding the Bible, because there are people who are actually working to fulfill this Bible prophecy, but they are on the other side of it. They confirm the validity of the word, even though they have been working so hard to discredit it. That's why they have infiltrated so much of our society so that we are not able to connect the dots as well as see what it is they are trying to do. But okay, maybe you have heard others speak on this conspiracy theory from a secular view. But where in the Bible do we see this? The world government is spoken about in Revelation chapter 13, but mainly it is given in the book of Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel chapter 7, Daniel's dream was interpreted, and in verses 23 and 24 of the chapter, it explains the fourth beast. It says, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. And this is the major Bible prophecy that explains of the coming world government. It is the fourth beast that is different from all other kingdoms before it. It will devour the whole earth. That seems pretty self-explanatory to me. This kingdom that is different than all other kingdoms before it will devour the whole earth. Hence, we see a world kingdom. But we don't talk that way today, which is why we say world government. But it will be a kingdom of the entire world. 
This prophecy also aligns with the imagery in Revelation chapter 13. Let's go over verses 1 through 9. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Elohim, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. This fourth beast of Daniel and the beast that came out of the sea in Revelation chapter 13 are the same. And like we saw in Revelation chapter 12, it says the dragon is Satan, and it is he who gave the beast its authority. So we know that this prophecy is about a kingdom that will devour the whole earth and will be like nothing we have ever seen before, and its power will be given by Satan. This is the Bible prophecy on the world government. Let's continue. One World Religion If you have been following this channel for a while, you may have seen me explain these subjects in depth. But as the times get closer to this all being fulfilled, I wanted to make sure that there were one specific video that brings clarity to all these subjects altogether. In reference to the One World Religion, I again have made a specific video on this. Please make sure you watch this to gain more understanding. This topic is also found in the book of Revelation chapter 13. I just read some of the verses. Let's highlight the ones that show us this. When it says, all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who was like the beast? Who was able to make war with him? Revelation chapter 13 verses 3 and 4. Also, all who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And here are some of the verses I did not read in chapter 13. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and spoke like a dragon, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, 
rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 12 and 14 through 17. In these scriptures, we see the beast and the dragon worshipped by all who dwell on the earth. What do we do in religion? We worship. Revelation chapter 13 tells us the whole world will worship the beast who is given authority from Satan, the dragon. The one world religion is where the whole world worships Satan. Verse 8 says, all who dwell on the earth will worship him. The only ones who will not are those whose names have been written in the book of life. This is the one world religion and the Bible tells us specifically of it. I made multiple videos displaying this agenda being carried out right now. This is the one world religion and this is a major part of Bible prophecy. And as the other videos I made prove, there are major influences on the other side promoting this belief that we are all worshiping the same God. We are all walking right into Bible prophecy and the masses can't see it. But you must. Let's continue. The Mark of the Beast. I think this is one of the most well-known prophecies to explain. There are a lot of people that don't know much about the Bible, but they still know about the Mark of the Beast. This is a debated topic as to what it will be. I have again made a video about this topic that may provide more clarity. But this prophecy is found again in Revelation chapter 13. This chapter is obviously an important one. Verses 15 through 18 of the chapter says, He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. There's so much evidence today that shows that we are being conditioned to accept this mark of the beast. Anytime you see the whole world accepting an agenda, you can be sure it has to do with these biblical prophecies. Regardless of exactly what it is when we see this prophecy fulfilled, we know that it is one thing specifically. It is a mark that says that you have chosen to be under the beast rule and you bear his number as a sign of whose authority you are under. It shows a pledge of allegiance to Satan's new world order. And I also believe it will contribute to providing the information to allow Satan to feel more omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Let's talk about another prophecy that is actually inside of this prophecy. One world currency. How many times have you heard of this one world currency agenda? It used to be something that people immediately waved off as dumb conspiracy. But now that we have cryptocurrencies, people are starting to at least pay more attention to this. But this one world currency is also in the Bible, just not with this clear label. If you go back to the Mark of the Beast in verse 16 where it says, And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, you have to understand that the whole world will be under one system to control this. If the world
world all had a different form of payment in different countries, there would be no way to enforce this. So in order for the world to only be able to buy or sell as long as they have the mark, there has to be a currency or form of payment that the whole world is under, that they're using. Because any other way provides a way for this prophecy not to be fulfilled. This is why we have the prophecy of the one world currency. The Antichrist. Again, this is another prophecy that people know is coming, but don't know where to find it exactly in the Bible. So many people speak on different applications of this prophecy. That the Antichrist is not a man, but a system. That the Antichrist is not a man, but probably artificial intelligence. Many different theories. But the thing is that many don't realize that the other side has their own agendas as well. And they themselves are looking for a Messiah. Those that occupy Israel today are not looking for artificial intelligence as their Messiah. The world is looking for a hero, a savior, a Jesus type figure. He will be worshipped. But this is also Bible prophecy. That's why he's called the Antichrist. He is the anti-Messiah. The opposite of our true Messiah. Satan loves to invert and pervert the ways of our father. But what exactly does the Bible say about this Antichrist? Because when we see the word Antichrist used in scripture, it's not actually talking about this false Messiah, but against anyone who rejects Yeshua. So we need to see exactly where this comes from. We find this prophecy spoken about in the same place we've seen the prophecy of the world government. We go back to Daniel chapter 7, when he talks about the little horn. Verses 24 and 25, it says, The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time, and times and half a time. This little horn goes right along with the beast in Revelation chapter 13. Verse 7 and 8 says, Authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life. These verses clearly explain a man of sin that is given authority by Satan for a period of time. If you go back to Revelation chapter 11, verse 7, this verse explains that the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against the two witnesses and kill them. This is the same beast. To understand this more, I do break this down in more depth in my Revelation series part 5 video. The point that I am making is that there is a prophecy of a blasphemous figure against the Most High that will persecute the saints and change the times and law. This is confirmed in scripture, and we see the world is preparing for him to come onto the scene. If you ever watch the DC Comics Superman movies, they really allude to this agenda very much. Let's continue. Judgment Day. Now, there are a few other prophecies that are before this event, but this video is dealing with the major events, and it's not debatable that Judgment Day is a day that is prophesied that has much speculation around it. When understanding it, though, there really shouldn't be, because the Bible really makes this clear. We find this spoken about towards the end of the book of Revelation. It's in chapter 20. It says, The devil who deceived them 
was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before Elohim, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. As Revelation chapter 20 verses 10 through 15. This is Judgment Day, and this is not upon us right now, but we cannot escape it. We all will be judged if we are not found in the Book of Life. Yahuwah, who is our judge, is seated on his throne of judgment, and all the accused stand before him. The verdicts handed down from this throne will be equitable, righteous, and just. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath, and revelation of the righteous judgment of Elohim, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who by patient continuance and doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Romans chapter 2 Verses 5 through 9. Elohim will give to each person according to what he has done. To me, it is truly a fearful thing to imagine standing before our Creator and having nothing but our own wicked works to show for our time on earth that he has given us. That's why our grace received through belief in Yeshua is so great and wonderful. Because if I was to stand before Elohim without Yeshua, I would be ashamed. All the unbelieving dead of all time stand before Elohim, both small and great. It don't matter if they were a celebrity, rich, important, king, queen, it doesn't matter. All unbelievers will stand before our Father. They are judged from two sets of books. The books contain the record of every unsaved person's life. Each unsaved person is judged in accordance with his works. These people are not found in the book of life. The book of life contains the name of every person who has received eternal life through faith alone. The books that they unsaid are judged. Okay, everybody. I hope you got a lot out of that. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and end this podcast. I'm going to come back, join you guys again. I'm going to time my videos a little better. So... I just want to say God bless you. I love you all, saints and sinners. I love everybody here. And please listen to this thoroughly. Get your Bibles out. Keep your eyes open and be getting ready to get prepared. Get ready for preparation. My God's people, get ready for preparation. God bless you. Have a blessed day, guys. Bye.